0: Welcome to Profiles in Hope, a podcast ministry of Hope Presbyterian Church in Columbus, Ohio. Each week we share God's story in our sermon podcast, but every so often we want to make room for people to share their story and how it fits into God's story. We hope this conversation encourages you and that you realize that with God, hope is more than just wishful thinking. You are, as you mentioned before, working on a doctoral thesis, um, and I I would love to just hear a little bit more about that, what you're learning, what you're excited to learn, and maybe um, some fruit from this that you that you're hopeful about. Um, yeah,
1: this is a dangerous question uh, because you may have far too long of a
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> as yeah, as far as time, or time-wise,
0: but, or you may uh, commit to something and you have to backtrack on, right? Yeah, that's as your true studies too. progress. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm in. the... That's okay. Give it your f- best shot. I'm still in the first year of the the research progress so process. So hopefully progress to you. <laughs> right. um, so yeah. Well, I think what what I'm interested in, what I what I proposed that I would study, and what I have been studying is really a focus on how do we help Christian faculty in particular to integrate faith with their academic work. Uh, what is so interesting about the secular university environment is that uh, of course a secular university tends to assume that faith is irrelevant to knowledge and academic studies. And and some, depending on the discipline, perhaps even a detriment to pursuit of knowledge and your academic studies. So, um, so a lot of Christians who are, who study in the secular academy, they go through graduate school and they pursue their PhD and they come out the other end without really knowing it, having accepted all of the assumptions that the secular academy has about um, what it looks like to be a knowledgeable person in that field. And those assumptions are usually very secular um, in in their assumptions. So what I'm trying to do is to figure out how do you help, um, how do you help Christian faculty to, to think about how Jesus is relevant to that, to the academic Study and um, again, all of this is in context for me of the mission of God. It's not as a uh, simply as how do we think Christianly about this subject, right It's that it, the more that we, the more that we can integrate faith with this field of knowledge, the better chance we have of uh, living out our calling to mm-hmm. represent who Jesus is to the world. If we don't do what, uh, if, if we assume the secular sacred divide, uh, it actually uh, unintentionally, it's very unintentional, but we actually reinforce this disjointed picture of faith that at best faith is relevant for the person who, uh, needs a crutch to lean on, so to speak, to feel a sense of security about the afterlife or something like that. It's, that's a popular perception of, of why people have faith, um, but I but I think if Jesus is King, if he's not just a mechanism in Christian theology that allows us to go to heaven when we die, but if he's actually a personal King over all of the universe and over every area of life, um, then we would do well to think about what does His Lordship over this academic field look like, uh, and how can I as his subject as a part of the people of God, like how do I honor him well in this field is Mm -hmm. super important for our witness even. Mm -hmm. And that's the primary reason I care about it, honestly. Um, so, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm studying. Just beginning to try to learn more about that.
0: And are you finding, um, are you finding with some of your uh, professors and teachers and advisors traction, like an, like a growing sense of, of, uh, alignment with what, with what you've been sharing? Is this something that, um, that they are excited to, to walk alongside with you on? And if so, like what, yeah, what dispatches from other parts of the church? Like, what's going on in this, in this area? Um, uh, and not just in Portland Seminary, but just as they see students coming in like this.
1: Yeah, no, the, the seminary was, um, was very pleased that this was something I wanted to do mm-hmm. research on. Um, it was, I mean, they made it sound like it was kind of a slam dunk decision for them to, to sort of set the table for me to research them with, with their seminary. So that was, that was really encouraging. Um, part of the cool part of this process is you kind of get to reach out. Uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of a nobody in the, the church world, right? But doing a doctoral, uh, thesis, uh maybe it opens some doors for conversations with people you wouldn't normally feel like you get to talk to so um you know i sending out an email to uh, a philosopher paul gould who has written some really significant uh books on apologetics on philosophy he's thought very deeply about what it looks like for uh a faculty member, a scholar, to be a Christian and to live missionally. Hmm. Um, he wrote a book called "The Outrageous Idea of the Missional Professor." Oh, so, wow. uh, he, there, there's definitely some people out there who have been thinking deeply about this for years now. And, um, but I would say the average Christian professor in our country has no idea about who Paul Paul Gould is and this work that he's done and. And so, um, sadly, most places, uh, there isn't a great integration of faith and, and work Mm -hmm. at the, in the university setting, especially with a missional
0: focus. Can Uh, I uh, ask you quickly about how the Thompson Institute plays into this? Uh, you, you've noticed, you've noticed maybe a lack of integration and, uh, and you mentioned at the beginning of our time that you started the Thompson Institute. Could you remind us what that is and uh, sort of what role that plays in addressing this burden you have? Yeah. Uh, so the Thompson Institute is this network of Christian professors
1: in various academic fields at Ohio State, and um, what I w- what I want to say about how how this integration of faith and work is relevant even to our to our university environment um if there are christian professors and some of them might be might end up listening to this conversation i want to be clear to say that if if they've not integrated faith super well with their life in the academy i don't think it's their fault the reason i would say that is because um it's actually an indictment of the church, Big C Church, that we have sort of accepted what secular culture has done in sort of relegating us to the private sphere of life. I think what we've done is we've sort of said, you know, it's, at least we can meet on Sunday mornings. We can, we can kind of do our thing. We can gather our people. We can do our activities. We, I think the church has basically said in so many ways, we're okay with being in the private sphere. If you just sort of leave us alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: And, um, and so churches have not done a great job of helping people who want to pursue this, these academic pursuits to know what it looks like to integrate faith uh, with their studies um we've been content in so many ways to create a little subculture uh, almost a little bubble sure um and and so we've perpetuated the sacred secular divide we've we've whether that's been intentionally or unintentionally we've kind of just gone along with it in a lot of ways so so anyway that's that might be a little long-winded um sort of side comment to your to your question but i i uh what I what I really long to see is Christian faculty who have a deep understanding of how Jesus is relevant to their academic studies and what they teach, what they research, um, and where they where they see that it's coherent, it's integrated, it is not disjointed, um, that it's possible to study their academic field with the commitment that there is a God, that the Bible is a trustworthy source of truth and that Jesus is Lord. And, and I think you can have those commitments and be at the highest, highest levels of the Academy. I, I think that's, I think that's very possible. Um, and I would love for them to be people who don't just integrate these things intellectually, like you were talking about, the the tendency to do that only to just have a solid Christian worldview, kind of have a really big mind, but not a soft heart, not like I I would love to see faculty who have spiritual formation practices where they, uh, they they're so compassionate. They are so humble. They, they don't just know things, but they, how they live, how they interact with people, how they have relationships with people equally displays the character and the beauty of Christ. Um, and, and I would long for, I long for Christian faculty who are integrated into, to missional opportunities in the university space. Um, they don't just think Christianly; they don't just act kindly, but they're they're actively taking steps to talk about their faith with with people, um, doing so very appropriately as a scholar in the university, but and winsomely. Um, but that it's it's not theory; it's not just be a nice person. It's hey, like people could really benefit from you opening your mouth and explaining why Jesus is relevant, not just to your academic studies, but to all of life.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And thanks for sharing that. I know that as we kind of run out of time here, I know that hope, as I mentioned at the beginning, our church is excited to be casting vision in this season. And we're trying to envision our church 10 years down the road And one of the things that kept coming up in our conversation was the centrality of vocation. It's funny, also the centrality of spiritual formation. And you just mentioned those two things um, in one breath, like a minute ago. And so I would just love to hear you um, share about what excites you about this vision, about the centrality of vocation in our church. Maybe some um, opportunities that you envision our church providing, or maybe some resources that you envision our church providing, if you don't mind, I would love for you to cast vision to anybody listening whether they're already a part of our church or perhaps new to our church or maybe just tuning in just what what do you envision or, or trust God uh, to bring about in our unique local setting um, our unique outpost of the kingdom hope Presbyterian like that connects to all that we've just been talking about mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, when I think about the city of Columbus, I think about a city that continues to grow, is projected to continue to grow, uh, and primarily is, is projected to continue to grow through more and more young people coming, coming to the city. And it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, it's not just Hope Presbyterian that needs to be thinking about this but the body of Christ at large in Columbus, what are we doing to position ourselves to be a part of God's mission of what God wants to do in our city in the next decade? Um, Like I was saying earlier, I think most of us as churches in the city have sort of accepted whether, again, whether knowingly or not, we, we tend to really accept the sacred secular divide and, um, I, I think there's a lot of Christians in our city who, if you ask them why and how, how why and how Jesus is relevant to their life at work, they would probably struggle to to answer. And I think hope has a unique uh, opportunity to offer something to young people uh, in our city that are that I think are hungry for mentors. They're hungry for people who, uh, I I envision Christian, young Christians in our city who are are hungry for people to look up to in their fields, who are not just people who show up at, at church on Sunday mornings and go home, but display a beautiful Christ centered life in and through their vocation. I think they're, even if people can't articulate that they're hungry for that, I think if they see it, they will be hungry for it. And, um, I think it, that will draw people to the Lordship of Christ. Uh, and, and that's, that's exciting to me. Um, and, and I think there will be, there could be non-Christian, uh, young people in our city in these coming years that, um, are also looking, looking for people who, Um, are living an attractive life, who are living a virtuous life, who, who seem like they know what human flourishing looks like. And I think if we integrate faith and work well in, in these public spaces, I think we can really uh, have an impact on people who would see themselves as sort of outsiders of the church also. So I think it's good for developing the next generation of Christians. I think it's good for um having an outreach to people in our city. Um and so I, I envision a day when when a, a typical member at Hope um has thought deeply about integrating faith and work, has been given the resources to do to think about that well, but also rubbing shoulders with other people trying to do that. Yeah. And um and therefore being given opportunities you know, we we are called to be stewards of our lives, right? Like everything we've received from God is a gift. Like your job is a gift. God God has prepared you and trained you and put you in the position you have as a gift, as grace, so that you can use what He's given you and steward it for His mission in in the world. And I I just think one of those things that it would be great for us as Hope to do is to think about how do we Give back, how do we invest our lives in the young people who could really, really use our mentoring um, to show them what it looks like to integrate faith with what they you, you know what does it look like to be an engineer as a Christian, um, whatever field it is like yeah um, it's a great way to to be responsible stewards of what God's given us, um, but for very missional purposes. Not just out of duty, out of obligation, but, but because it could really change people's lives. So, yeah.
0: Amen. Thanks. We have a unique, even modest opportunity in the coming months uh, to begin a journey. Yes, uh, to begin a journey on this question as a church. This will timestamp our conversation because by the time this... Uh, is listened to for many of you right now who are listening. You're probably thinking, "Oh, great! I get to read this book with hope," and then you'll look at the calendar, and it already happened a month ago. But if you are listening and there is time to register, I would love for you to just um, give a quick shout out to this uh, opportunity uh, that's coming up for our church. Yeah, so we decided to read a
1: book by uh, Tim Keller. And by Katherine Leary Alsdorf called Every Good Endeavor. And the subtitle is connecting your work to God's work. And as with, as is the case with a lot of the things that, uh, Tim Keller writes and contributes to, uh, it's very well done and very thoughtful. Um, it, this book was not published as an accident. I'll say that it's, it's very, very good. And, um, I think it gives us a really, really good framework to begin to think about what integration of faith and work could, could look like. Um, it's, it's, uh, very profound and deep, but also very practical at the same time. So it's a really good combination of, of both of those things. And so what, the way that we hope to, to do this is this has, this book has three sections. And so we're asking, Uh, people at Hope to read these sections chunk by chunk and at the end of each section we'll have planned a a conversation where we'll kind of cover some of the main highlights of that section but then give some space for talking about it, Uh, questions that people have, um, how does this hit them, Um, what does it look like to to live these things out, Uh, we, we, we want this to to be something that you you feel like makes a difference in your life, not just kind of adding to theoretical head knowledge. Um, So um, that's, that's sort of our humble attempt Mm -hmm. at uh, moving towards this vision in 2021 and Lord willing, there'll be more opportunities along these lines in the coming years. Mm -hmm. Um, But we wanted to start somewhere. We need to start somewhere uh, if if we're going to see this vision come to fruition so
0: absolutely well thanks aaron for your time and thanks for this conversation and uh may the lord indeed uh bring this vision to fruition so i appreciate it and thanks all who are listening or watching if the case may be and we'll see you on the next episode of profiles and hope Thanks for listening. For more resources like this, please visit our website at hopechurchcolumbus.org.